everyone. This is Chris. You're listening to the Dad Regime Podcast. This is number 33. As a reminder that all the music you hear on the Dad Regime is courtesy of Poddington Bear via the Free Music Archive. Uh, that's through Creative Commons licensing. Uh, check out Poddington Bear at Free Music Archive. Uh, we've got a bit of an announcement to make before Joel and I have a bit of a chat. This is likely to be the last Dad Regime podcast in its current format. See, we've been messing around with this little project for, well, to be honest, it's been a couple of years and we've always loved it. I've thoroughly enjoyed spending uh, some time with, with Joel, Simon and Pete. Um, I absolutely cherish um, their willingness to um, be a part of my little podcast project. Uh, but the truth is we've, we've kind of outgrown uh, just messing around. And we really want to take this a little bit more seriously. We, we feel like we do have um, some more important things to say. And we've been listening to your feedback. We know that you like it when we do focus on uh, parenting and teaching uh, topics. So we are going to streamline the podcast. We're going to relaunch it. We're going to a new podcast host. Um, which will hopefully address some of our uh, sound issues. And, yeah, so it's all kind of uh, exciting. Um, so we hope that you like the changes that we're going to make. Uh, we hope that you like this this last um, chat before we make those changes. You'll still be able to get us on iTunes, uh, but SoundCloud will be no more. Um, we'll make obviously make sure that everyone knows where to get us. We really appreciate the people who are listening. We know that there is a, a core group of you who are uh, following and downloading. Um, please like and subscribe. It does make a difference for us. Let's go. Tell me, um, as a parent, one of the first things I noticed when I had Ruby some bloody 18 years ago um, is even before she was born, I started thinking and saying phrases that my dad says. And it's yeah. like, I didn't even, I wasn't, I'm not choosing to do this. It was just, and I've never said them before. It's something happens to you, you yeah. start becoming your parent. So you got a memory bank of cliches just sitting there waiting for the right time. Yeah. Yeah, and so that sort of thing happens, and then as each little milestone or uh, behavioural change happens, you then have to adjust and think, well, how am I going to respond to this? You know, yeah. I used to have a a, a plaited leather belt uh, <laughs> lashed around my backside or my legs when I did something wrong. You know, and I thought, oh, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not sure that's right for me to, <laughs> to, to perhaps do to to my child. Um, and so you know, what I mean, you sift through and you find. Um, I think, well, this is what I did anyway. You, you find yourself responding in a certain way because it happened to you. And that's a real yeah. natural response. Yeah. I got taught this yep. and you almost learn from that. Yeah. And this is how I do it. Then you sit back and go, well, do I really want to do it like that? Um, how did I feel about that? How do I think that went in terms for my behavioral changes when my parents did that for me? Um, 
and and whatnot. And so you do it. You do a bunch of little things, and you think that you're doing the best job. You think I'm never doing that because I hated that. And I'm not sure that's always the way to go. And and I'm finding that with teaching a lot lately is that the teacher who I thought I would be able to be, who I always wanted to be able to be, I can't be that guy. Yeah. Because the kids don't let me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like being the guy that I want to be would mean that the kids would have to see that and go, oh, that's really cool. I appreciate the way that this guy's communicating and, um, and, and, and managing the room. Uh, therefore, I'm going to show him respect and listen when he talks and not require any... It just doesn't work. And so, as a direct translation, I think, from there to parenting is like, what I thought I was going to be and, and how I thought I was going to behave seems to always never line up with how it actually is. And even when you get to try it out, it's like, ah, oh, this doesn't actually work. <laughs> and even when it does work, like it works the one... You, you do it and it does work. Making it a habit mm-hmm. is then becomes a you know that that's always my hurdle. It's yeah. like we'll we'll decide, hide down and decide on how we're going to deal with something, and we'll do it that way, and it works. But then the next time you just revert back to whatever was the easiest thing that that bank of cliches or that res- the bank of responses that you've got sitting there. Yeah, right. Uh, oh, damn it! No, that wasn't what we, this wasn't what we were going to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not bad with that. I'm pretty good at being consistent. And I think that I've, I've had a lot of practice with youth work than mm. teaching. And that's one of the things I pride myself on is that behavior management and that responding to behaviors. And I love it because the same thing, uh, Sandy and I do the same thing. It's all teamwork. We'll come up against something really consistently for a week and go, right, this is happening. How are we going to manage it? Yeah. And we agree on something and then we help each other to try and enforce yeah. that. So I'm often saying, uh, remember, you know, like uh, consequence countdown. Because <laughs> you're like, <laughs> losing her mind. I'm like, Sandy, consequence countdown. <laughs> She's like, you fucking do it. <laughs> so anyway, it got me thinking. Uh, we've talked about this before, but what if your parents left you? that's been valuable, right? And so when you sift through the good and the bad, um, money comes into it. It'll, it happens a bit, I guess, a bit later when they become teenagers. Um, it probably happens early when you, when you do your pocket money. But thinking about, hey, Dad, I want this thing. It costs 500 bucks. Yeah. Okay, well, how are we going to manage that? My parents never, ever paid for stuff like that. They never went, yeah, right. okay, we'll go and buy you that $500 thing. Yeah. They just never did. Yeah. When it came to big items that we were asking for, they would say stuff like, if you save up half, we'll pay the other half. Yeah. Or, we're going to give you this much, which means you have to come up with that much. Yeah. And it was never more than half. Yeah. Um, and obviously, as kids, we're like, oh, this is crap. You know, like, you, you thought it was the worst thing ever. Um, but that's something that I absolutely believe in. As, as a parent, is not giving them everything. Mm. And even... Uh, I've been guilty of looking at my son crying when he when I've said no to something and just thinking, oh, geez, do I really not have to give it to him? Like, look how devastated he is. And it's and I hold firm and just go, all right, you know, stay strong. And then seconds later, he's like, hey, Dad, rah, rah, yeah. like nothing's yeah. happened. You just think, in that moment, I was ready to... Yeah. to Cave, yeah. give everything. I just thought, oh, you're being such a prick. You know, just give it to him. And then you realise it really doesn't make that much of a no. difference. The response they give you is not what you're doing it for. 
it's it's the lesson that yeah. is learned from it. It's yeah. the habit that you help them form. It's the person they're going to be afterwards. And if we give in to our kids and, and when in that moment, because we have that beautiful connection with them, we're going to raise assholes. We're yeah. Gonna, we're going to make little assholes that go into the world thinking that they deserve everything. Selfish, needy, whinging, demanding little pricks. Yeah. So don't give your kids money. Um, <laughs> Did you pocket money? Well, I mean, your, your boys probably a bit young for pocket they money are still. A bit young. Did you do pocket money with Ruby? And we did with Ruby. Oh, yeah, I remember telling you about last time. We would say that she has to ask for it, and if she's oh, that's right, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> she never remembered to ask. <laughs> She'd be like four weeks. I've got my pocket money. Well, 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 you, you better remember ask. to ask this week. Yeah. <laughs> so we just saved like forty bucks. What a great uh, company that would be, with that? Hey, you only yeah. get paid if you ask for it. That's right. <laughs> Well, that's what that's how um, your hex debt works. We're just going to keep taking this money <laughs> yeah, until, until you realise yeah. that you paid it off, you and, then it. Yeah. and then and then we're going to pretend like we've been doing you a favour. Yeah, yeah. And we won't give it back to you straight away. Wait till your next tax return, pricks. <laughs> so uh, I, I relate it to a story about Kurt Cobain, who ended up having um, like a massive room full of guitars. That's right. After he made lots of money, yeah. And he maintains that his favourite guitar was an acoustic that he saved up and spent $250 on when he was 16. Yeah. Because every cent was saved. He worked here, there, and everywhere to scrape that money together and just was so happy to get that guitar in his hands. And it's the same thing. Kids who get given cars, you think they're going to treat those cars with respect? No. Most of my friends who got given cars trash them, crash them. Yeah. You know, you buy your own car, it's a different story. Or if you contribute, if you pay half... It's it's that same story, and I and I think I appreciate now what my parents did because I just never thought that anything was owed to me by them, mm. um, and I like that. It's good. Mm. It's it's helped me become more independent. Mm. So mm. there you go. I've always felt like I owe my parents. I've always taken a lot of pleasure in being able to pay them back, even if it's in small ways by. Uh, saying no, 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 we're paying for dinner. No, no, we're you know we're, we're going away for a holiday, but we've paid for the accommodation. We're you know because I'm always so aware of all the things they did do for me that now I kind of feel like well I've got the opportunity to pay them back now. God damn it, you're going to take my gratitude nice. and you're going to be grateful for my gratitude. So I'm going to pay for those things. So yeah, yeah. Um, different different perspective, but the same outcome. I think. Mm. Mm. So you got given heaps of stuff then. I got taken care of, mm. but we were never the, um, got everything we wanted. You know, like I, my, uh, have distinct childhood memories of going to the toy shop and standing in front of the Lego or the Star Wars figures and planning out what order I would want to buy things in and waiting for birthdays and waiting for Christmas to get the things yeah. I wanted. Like it, I, we weren't the, New, new toy every week, you know, family, that sort of thing at all. Um, at the same time, didn't go without. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, I, I think that waiting for something is, is really valuable. Mm. No matter how you get it, knowing that there's a there's a period of time where you don't have it, but you know you might get it, I think that's important. Mm. You know, that it's just not that instant gratification. Mm. I want it now and then it's there. Uh, I don't think that benefits anyone. No, you saw what happened to Veruca Salt.
Hey. Has anyone ever bought your flowers? Uh, maybe. I, I don't want to say no, but I can't actually think of a time when I have. Why? Well, I've never asked for them. I've never really expressed any interest in them. Um, would probably be an unusual gift to get me. That would be my first three reasons. Would it though? <laughs> or because I'm a man. <laughs> would it be an unusual gift? Because you wouldn't think twice to give flowers, especially as a teacher. I wonder how many female teachers have been given flowers who've never expressed an interest in flowers. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So are you suggesting that there's some kind of um, gender bias for gifts? Yeah, I want... You want flowers. I want some fucking flowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a man. I got a chainsaw. <laughs> you got a ride on. I picked up a snake this time last year. Give me some flowers. I want a flower in my hair. <laughs> flowers are pretty. They smell nice. It's not something that people think to give to a man. And, I don't know, it'd be interesting to survey a bunch of blokes and say, would you like to get flowers? Uh, I think just from thinking about a bunch of my friends, not many of them would say yes, but I wouldn't mm. mind getting a bunch of flowers. No, no. No? No. Yeah, I can't think, if I can think of some of our mutual male friends, I don't no. I reckon there'd be many that No, there. it'd be akin to getting socks, wouldn't it? It'd be like, ah. Oh. Thank, thanks. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What a what a nice thought. Yeah. I don't really want flowers. I um <laughs> uh, I buy them randomly for Sandy. So it's not like a regular thing, but yeah. probably five or six times a year yeah. I'll walk past flowers and go, I'm gonna get those for you. Oh. Um and I get them for her and she loves it. And she goes, Ah oh, um. <laughs> <laughs> I never asked Thank these. You. Never showed interest. <laughs> no, she's always said that she loves them. But um, she, it's great because she'll never leave them the same length. She did a little, um, she did some work experience in a, in a florist and learned how to arrange flowers. So whenever you, whenever you get a flower, she loves to cut them and change yeah, right. them. And so she actually enjoys a bit of a creative process. But I was looking at them and I'm an artist. So I look at them, I think, oh, geez, every time I take photos and think I'll paint those one day. And I, I appreciate the aesthetic value. And I thought, you, ne- you ne- never get flowers. I think Sandy got me them once as a... Oh, you always get me flowers. I thought I'll get you them. And I'm like, oh, that's great. This is lovely. Did you draw them? No. <laughs> but I appreciated them. Locked them away in my appreciation vault. And uh, that was that. Hey, here's another thing I want to do for you, for you with you. Um, Just I'm gonna, not to me. No, not to you. I'm going to ask you some questions. And I, all I want you to do is I'm gonna, I'll give you some categories of things and... Or, and I just want you to pick one. Okay. The aim of the game yeah. is for you to respond as fast as you can with whichever one that you <laughs> okay. think. Okay. There's no logic yep. behind it. Yeah. All right. So we'll start with a real easy one. We'll go apples, orange. Bananas. Okay. That wasn't one of the options, but that was the first thing that you've you've said in response. <laughs> so it's not word association. I have to pick one of the two yeah, things. Yeah, try and you... pick one of the yeah, two. Right, gotcha. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so... What about forest, beach? Forest. Okay. Um, I'm going to give you three categories of one noun. So animal, land, air, water. Land. Okay. Now let's go back and dissect your answers. (laughs) Why do you think you chose forest over beach? 
How did your brain arrange that as the most important thing to say really quickly? Uh, green. Green's what? Yeah, uh, that, that's that. I saw green forest. Green forest. I like greenery. I like that color. Um, all my childhood um, Dungeons and Dragons fantasy um, interests, you know, science fiction. It's all adventures tropicals. in some kind of tropical forest type sort of thing. And so that was it. I love the beach too, but you made me choose one, so I had to pick forest. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> that we just learned something about you from yeah, a, from two a split category. Yeah. Now, you chose a land animal, which surprised me. Tell me about how that took precedence over um, the other two. Right. So, um, I have no idea. That that one, that was a pure, um, I'm listening for words and I need to remember one of three and land was the one that came to mind. Sorry. All right. Why do you reckon it surprised me? Because you would have thought I would have picked water. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess you had two choices there. (laughs) No, I actually thought you would have picked air. Um, Because you have... Because of freedom need? (laughs) Because you have an ability to see things from uh, a a top-down sort Uh, of... uh, a distant, um, yeah, yeah. Strategically, yeah. you can see yeah. things uh, f- from a distance, yeah. whereas I'm kind of looking at them uh, just as they come at me, <laughs> stage by stage. So if you if you picked water, you're looking at things from because you're drowning. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a game I used to play with Sandy when we were uh, in our very honeymoon period, like well before we got married. You were trying to impress her with intellect. No, we just were playing random games. <laughs> and it was interesting because you'd ask questions and you and then you'd we'd ask about five in a row and then you'd sort of go, well, why do you reckon that happened? And then you start to think about, well, how did that, how did my brain arrange that as the front? And you'd, some of it was stuff like that. You you realise that, oh, that's connected to gaming. Mm. I always loved the forest through those. Um, I actually like being out in the bush. Sometimes it comes to the forefront really quickly mm. and... It's like a little experiment, really. And other times, it was that was just the first word. If I could think about it for long enough now, I actually don't really want to choose Might that. I'd rather choose this else, if we're yeah. reasoning, but we weren't reasoning just then. Yeah. I have nowhere to go with this except for the fact that it links um, a little bit to um, the posts that you shared on Facebook via Dad Regime. Yes. The Seth Godin one? Yeah. Mm. How did that one go? Uh, it sort of concluded, we, well, the, the the premise was that when you ask questions, the question doesn't matter. The question is just a prompt. And if you're given the opportunity to, to speak or voice your opinion, if you're not doing it to change minds, what are you doing? That's sort of the, the premise of it. Well, I guess it doesn't really link to that at all, <laughs> does it? <laughs> Sit or not to sit at a dinner table with a toddler or two. Depends on whose it is. I bet you sat at the table with your toddler. Prick. Well, we tried. Like, we, we tried. Like, we want, we've always wanted the dinner table to be uh, a 
a place, you know, like a routine. Yeah. Um, and we started with the, what's the rubber seat? The bumbo? Bumbo. Bumbo, yeah. <laughs> On the table. On the table <laughs> with, with Thomas in it. Um, and it would mainly be us feeding him there. And maybe us eating. I can't even remember whether we would. You might have taken eat. turns. Yeah, but see, that's the, the luxury that we've had is that there's been the two of us, and so one of us can feed while one of us eats. So we've always tried to do it, but we've gone through phases where it's just you know, like he's gone through phases where it's just it just can't sit still, where eating takes you know sixty minutes to eat a tiny little bit of food, um, and so the dinner table's been a constant. Um, we should be go, we should go back to the dinner table, you know. Like it's it's yeah. it's a it's a, a habit that hasn't quite stuck as a permanent thing. It's like uh, uh, for a couple of weeks we'll be eating at the dinner table, and then we're eating at the kitchen cupboard, and then we're eating, you know, like it's sort of. And then we go back to ah oh, no, let's eat at the dinner table. Let's try and eat at the dinner table. Now he's a re- he's a reasonable eater. He's still not a great eater. He takes ages to eat. We're finished well before him. And he's out of his seat, doing a dance, uh, <laughs> having a play, wants to talk. Thomas, packing your seat, let's eat your dinner. Like, so that's a battle. But we we want the dinner table to be a, a part of the routine. We're trying to make it part of the routine. Yeah, same. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, that's how we grew up. My family ate at the dinner table yeah. flat out. Yeah. Um, so we... I don't ever remember sitting on, uh, sitting in front of the TV. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe like a Saturday. Maybe, I was going to say maybe like a Friday Saturday. night yeah. or something. Yeah. 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 But it was, even even then, I think it was a real strict no. We have dinner at the dinner table, um, and maybe at some stage we had a TV that we tilted. And, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. At one house, we might yeah. have been able to see it. Yeah. From and yeah. so that was as close as and we got. There was got. one seat at the dinner table that had the best <laughs> yeah. view. Yeah, that was always Dad's. It would have been Dad. Yeah. 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 So that's as close as we got, and we both agree the same that it's that's important. But as I was saying to you before, we we're bloody exhausted. Mm. We're so exhausted. We're both professionals. We come home. We do our bit to try and feed them, bath them, play with them a little bit before it's it's bedtime. Uh, and some and we eat earlier now because we're so yeah. bloody exhausted once yeah. they go to bed that if we can eat with them, and we're talking four thirty five o'clock, yeah. if we can eat yeah. with them, if there's something prepared, uh, we will. And so often we'll try and do, uh, let's go to the dinner table. And by often, I mean once a week yeah we'll actually attempt it and um and it usually is really really difficult usually it's oh don't do that oh stop and sandy's bought this beautiful expensive table for our new house (laughs) this nice wooden table that's like polished and uh and we've got a two-year-old and a four-year-old like what are you expecting them to do with our beautiful table so as soon as they get a a knife or a fork in their hand they both just start banging on the table and scratching and it becomes this fight. And so we uh, sometimes Sandy will look at me and go, oh, table, table, question mark for dinner. And I look at her and just think, and I just shake my head like, no, we're going to go into the lounge room where there's a little kid's table set up. They're yep. going to, they're going to eat or stare at the TV and require prompting to eat every four minutes. Yeah. But we're going to speak to each other and maybe have a conversation for five minutes yeah. Um, about our days yeah. and that's almost what you want out of the dinner table is where you get to talk yeah. that we actually don't get when we have the kids there 
And like you, I think it's something that we want to come back to. It's something that we see ourselves eating there as a family. But at the moment, it just doesn't work. Yeah, too hard to work. Yeah, and we still do it. We still are forcing ourselves. We, we yeah. still, every week, we'll have a, a dinner there and it's shit. Yeah. One kid screams. Harry will be like, nah, this is the one dinner I'm not going to eat. Uh, and Max will G him up and it's just, oh, great. All right, you finish yours. I'll take care of this. And... There was our family dinner gone in about three minutes. But damn it, you ate at the table and that's what's important. What's on? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Do you know how last time I said, oh, I'm getting into Jimmy Barnes? Yeah. It's another throwback. Neil Young. Oh, I love my Neil Young. I thought you would. Yeah. I I cannot stop listening to Old Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just can't get enough of it. There's yeah. a live version. Of, uh, and he, it, the way he talks to the crowd, he seems like such a beautiful man. He's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I'm pretty humble. I bought this ranch off a couple of lawyers. I wrote this song about the guy, and then he just starts playing. This is a brand new song, and he, oh, is blowing my mind. It's you know, it's just like and there's so much to listen to. Yeah, like I'm like I don't I I wouldn't consider myself a big Neil Young fan because I know big Neil Young fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's stuff that I haven't even touched yet in his catalogue. Right, know? like it's so long and diverse and I could probably name five really popular ones yeah. that I've enjoyed yeah. and this is one of those but I haven't it's like Dylan you yeah. know you can just, yeah. you just keep digging and there's more bootlegs and there's more stuff and there's yeah. more and there's more and yeah yeah no yeah love New Year awesome thought you would <laughs> but yeah I, I, uh, that and um, Kanye West's and you know collab 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 with all the other people that are on uh, Ultralight Beam which is big choir stuff yeah Beautiful. Been yeah, cool. smashing those two. Oh, a documentary. Wild Wild Country on Netflix. Where is it? Where is it situated? It's the story of the Rashnishi uh, religious group slash cult and their um, habitation of a, a spot in Oregon in America and it tells the story of them setting up this town essentially from scratch, like from there's nothing there in this, you know, wildlands of Oregon, um, setting oh, up a town. Yes, cause there's, there's- and then the story of all the shit that goes down, um, with this group and the things that happen within the group and around the group. And man, it was compelling. I just couldn't stop watching. I was watching it while I was, while I was crook. Um, and I think there was six episodes and each episode is about an hour and a half long. And it's just like, just the, the people who are involved are just the, some of the most intriguing people I've ever seen. And, and I was flipping between, um, these people are freaks to, oh, actually I kind of get, oh, yeah, yeah, this is kind of cool. cool. They're trying yeah. to kind of do this stuff. And then it's like, oh my God, I can't believe they're doing that. 
Uh, no, actually, maybe they're not the bad guys. It, like it was just, it was really, really good stuff, and just an an unbelievable story. Like you could not script the stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Netflix, really good. Watch it. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Thanks, everyone. That's us for another episode. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, this is likely the last one in this format. Uh, I hope you've, you've enjoyed it. We appreciate you listening. I'm not sure how long before the new show launches, but it shouldn't be too long before we switch to the new host. Um, there'll be more listening options then, uh, including Spotify, which will be exciting. Uh, stay tuned. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you.